This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Place Nation Pop Experience. Welcome to a brand new show here on this very feed. I am Andy Atherton, and this is Cartoons of Our Youth. Yes, finally, I've been talking about this pod for many months, even a year probably, because you guys, look, if you listen and you see what pods I do, I lean into things I love, things from my childhood, things that shape me, my creative uh, my love of creativity, my love of thinking up imagination. That's why I have a Muppet pod, a Disney pod. I do a Pixar rewatch series. I just love animation. I love cartoons. I think they're really great. It's a great medium. And that's what this show is going to be about, bringing on a guest. And they're going to talk with me about their favorite cartoon growing up. And we're going to live watch a couple of episodes. And I really, I am hitting the ground running. Because here on this episode, somebody I really wanted to be on the first episode, and he so graciously, you know, was very excited to come on and join me. You all know him from very many pods, somebody that I do get the pleasure to do pods with quite often, especially on the new comics pod, Traders of the Lost Ark. It is Sean Kidd. Sean, welcome to the debut episode of Cartoons of Our Youth. Hey, good evening, Andy. I, I do. I know you said a few months, but I almost feel like in our separate, like, private chat where we did what we call a pop goes to the basement. But yes, the pop goes to the couch uh, chat that we've had for many years. I feel like we've talked in theory about this pod for maybe the last two to three years, to be it honest. Seems, but like, it's kind of yes. weird. Like, here we are. We're actually going to do it. I can't believe we're going to do it. And we're actually finally here. And I'm actually pretty excited about it. So yeah, it's awesome. I, I, I'm excited, and, and one of the reasons why um, I'm, I'm glad, I'm happy that you're here for the first one. You and I are almost the same age. I'm I'm just a tad older than you, uh, about mm-hmm. a year or so. So we grew up watching a lot of the similar things. You may have done more of the comic stuff, but um, for me, you know, cartoons were always my thing, especially the weekday afternoon cartoons, Correct. the cartoons you watched when you came home from school. And what you picked is one of my probably – one a or one b of my favorite cartoons of all time so sean let's let's get into what you picked okay what cartoon did you pick for us to talk about and and live watch today well for me the after school afternoon cartoons you really have for me i mean you could go with a many number of them but for me there is no other one you can start with but G.I. Joe, a real American hero, because that's the only one you can really start with, in my opinion, when you come from our generation, Andy. <laughs> oh, yeah, De- definitely. It was huge. It was everywhere. Um, for me, growing up in, in New York, it was on uh, Channel 11, which is PIX, which is a uh, CW channel now at four o'clock. Uh, Transformers uh, was after it earlier in the in the afternoon was, I believe, Mask and thundercats and voltron I see believe. you yours was yours was so all yours were on the same channel is what yeah, i'm hearing pretty much yeah i mean channel we had other like channel five which is now fox channel nine uh but 11 was was it was the channel for 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 boys like like there were other okay. cartoons on other channels but this was like our age at that time really geared towards us 
So let me walk you through what I had to go through. So G.I. Joe was on WTTG, Channel 5. Okay. Transformers was on Channel 20, which is WDCA. Mask was also on Channel 20. GoBots was also on Channel 20. Then I would have to go back to WTTG for Transformers. So mine were all over the place, but they were between those two prime channels. So it was my two channels in the afternoon I had to switch back and forth to. So they weren't they, all on the same channel for me. Did, did they ever conflict? Like, they ever go up against each other? Yes, and it was a big problem. So it, it, it really became like, a, like, but the commercials never synced. So it was like one of those click, go back and forth, go back and forth, <laughs> go back and forth scenarios that became a real, real problem. Um, and then in later years, I would watch it when it became available in like the mainstream form, video cassettes, whatever, that I really truly got caught up on everything because it was very, very hard, very hard. Yeah. Or yeah. when you got repeats during the summer, because once they went through their first run, you got the repeats and that's when I got really, truly caught up. So, yeah, they, they, I mean, they cycle through fairly quickly. I mean, there's well, a lot what, of episodes, like 50, but 52 episodes, I think they did. And if they did that five days a week, it went really, really fast. So, yeah. So, so yeah. you, you got into it. Um, you know, plus they would show the movies broken up into into parts. Yeah, it was yep. it was heaven for 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 guys like us growing up. It was like I would come home and you know quite often I would I would go out and I you know play wiffle ball or football whatever my friends or I had after school activities. But I was always parked in front of the TV when I was home during these hours because this was what I wanted to watch. It was yeah, it was all about like and all my friends and I everybody was into it and and we had the uh a lot of the collectibles um so mm-hmm. uh what what are so gi joe what what drew you to gi joe what about gi joe do you love and and why it's it's the 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 one choice you had to make here okay well it's war it's combat it's mm-hmm. evil versus good the comic book obviously came out in 1982 which i love okay. the action figures were awesome yeah. um the what the 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 weapons the machinery the airplane the tanks uh <laughs> the cool names that they had for their uh weapons and their machinery was awesome the code names they had obviously if i want to go characters all time i mean how badass is snake eyes you can't go wrong mm-hmm. with snake eyes um you can't go wrong with characters like gung-ho you can't go wrong with characters like duke or flint or you know then it gets a little butt later on when you get into like, hey, let's add Sergeant Slaughter because, hey, guess what? He's a character from wrestling. He's a sergeant. Let's just put him in G.I. Joe. It makes sense. But what is there not to love? Then you got the evil forces of Cobra. Cobra Commander's a badass. Then you got Destro. Then you got the Baroness. Then you add Zartan and his Swamp Rats. And what is there not to love about this? It's got everything you could possibly want in a freaking cartoon, man. It's just badass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I loved the code names. I loved uh, I collecting the the figures. You know, you had the little card. I love the biographies. That for me, yeah. You know, if anybody that's talked to me about one thing that always fascinates me, and I would love for there to be a TV show about this, um, where it's all about people who created universes, right? And they you you come up with these these characters, the vernacular, these places, these things. Uh, I know, I know you hate Harry Potter, but like it would be like people like J.K. Rowling and and uh, George R.R. Martin, George Lucas, Gene Roddenberry, I mean uh, Tolkien, um, C.S. Lewis. They came up with all these worlds and they built these things. And and G.I. Joe is one of those things that I just I love. Yeah, a lot of it was driven by by toys and and by marketing and all that stuff. But it was so encapsulating. And they and and they 
you know, they, they kind of try to to be all, you know, we okay, we need this person, we need that person. Yeah, sometimes it got a little uh, ridiculous and they kind of scraped the bottom of the barrel at times. It's like, oh, there's a karate guy on on Cobra, a ninja, Storm Shadow. We have Snake Eyes, but he's not really a ninja. But let's create Quick Kick. And then, so, you know, so they're starting, you started to get like the B team started to come in, which, which you well, know, was. And we get of, a little bit of that tonight. I mean, the yeah. guy they picked for our main character tonight, not one of my favorites, but honestly, the episodes we're watching tonight are considered, this is considered one of the greatest episodes and greatest stories of the G.I. Joe cartoon series. Oh, so, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll get into it. So so, yeah. are there any other storylines uh, like we're not covering tonight that you can remember Dude, that were, were I mean, some of your favorite? There are so many, but you know what I really loved, and this is what really got me into this is they did these mini series, like the very mm-hmm. first GI Joe mini series they did before they did the full on episodes. They did five day mini series, and the first one they did, I want to say it was eighty three, and it was a random afternoon, and I came in from school, and I'm like watching this, and it was before it became a main TV series. And I, it was something around this weather machine, I think. If I, I don't know if you remember this. The mass device? A, yes. It was a five-part miniseries, and that's where they introduced it as a cartoon. I'm like, holy shit, this is amazing. And then that fall, it debuted as a regular TV. I loved it when they did it. At every season, they debuted their season with a five-part miniseries. Yes. Those were always my absolute favorites. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because if you put them into one, they became movies. And I love those. And then in later seasons, you know, G.I. Joe, the movie came out. I didn't like that because then you got Sergeant Slaughter into it. And by the way, spoiler alert, I don't know if you remember G.I. Joe, the movie, but it was about G.I. about Sergeant Slaughter and his cadets on this island and his main cadet. I don't remember his name, but he was voiced by Don Johnson from Miami Vice. Oh, jeez. Yeah, the Renegades, this. they were called. Yes. Yeah, the Renegades. But one of them was Don Johnson. I remember that. Movie. Yeah. Um, the one with Sir Fedtor where they introduced Wasn't he like as, Duke's brother or something like that or something some, something like that. Yeah. Um, the one with Sir Fedtor so like rem- it, I remember that one so vividly because they go around and make him like part of all these great famous leaders of the world, which was so like batshit insane. It was. But it's very memorable. So, but like they have a lot of these like different ones that you remember in pockets, but. The one thing you always remember about G.I. Joe is um, knowing it's half the battle, like all those messages. The PSA, did. yeah. PSAs. And then like their little interludes, like when they go to commercials, G.I. Joe will be right back. And it, it, like, it was just so, there's so much great in these shows, man. I just can't say it enough. Yeah. It's, the uh, it, You know, as I can understand as a comic book guy, like the Infinity Gauntlet, because that's what the the mass device was. It was, they had to go around, they, the, they had to, you collect know, all the different pieces the three right? catalytic element yeah that's what they had to do yeah that that's really cool and um here we talked about this uh recently um on a recent episode of trailers of the lost ark where we did gi joe and the transformers uh we talked because when shift you know read it and serpentor's in there he was like who is this guy and i tried to explain to him who it was i could just imagine a look on his face when he read my explanation in the chat where he was made from dna of of different ones so so here here is i called up his wiki so this is what where serpentor came so it was designed to be the ultimate cobra leader dr mindbender and destro combed the tombs of the greatest leaders in history to find cells with dna traces these long dead genetic blueprints were combined to produce a clone with the genius of napoleon the ruthlessness of julius caesar the daring of hannibal the shrewdness of attila the hun so that's what serpentor 
is made up of. Now, pardon my French, would you fuck with that? I wouldn't. <laughs> but ultimately, but ultimately, the way he played out, he almost had the mentality of a child, which yes. is really interesting. Like he wasn't very bright in theory. And so it's just it's just fascinating. You know what I what I correlate GI Joe. I think what I latched onto, it reminded me of the military version of Star Wars, where yeah. you had good versus evil. You had your main good guys, your main bad guy characters. You had the Jedi's versus. It was just that's what it was. It was military Star Wars, and I just loved it. So, right. yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, you know, there was there was one episode I I, I also talked about this where. Where they and and this I have a question too. Once we get into this episode about something similar, um, that where they found out the names of the, the real names of the Joes because that's why they had code names was to protect the family. Yeah. That's why you know superheroes yeah. have I, I secret identities. And yeah, they got they got some people. And Shipwreck was one of the main characters in this episode where Cobra mind brainwashed basically these family members and they had them standing in the way of GI Joes and you know, like you're not going to fire on your family. That kind of like messed me up. As like yeah. a kid, because I was like, uh, like it's one of those things. Like, Dad, if you ever get in front of me, I couldn't do that. Why? <laughs> you know, well, all those things that kind of messed well, up. Well, there's a few things in this episode tonight that oh. are pretty, pretty messed up. So pretty, pretty messed up. So <laughs> yeah. before we get to it, though, one, one last thing. Um, you know, you obviously had the the we'll call them collectibles, but they're toys. Mm-hmm. Uh, any particular ones that that you that were some of your favorites that you coveted or any that you coveted that you never got? Because there are there's a big one that I never got my hands on and I wanted it so bad. My favorite and God, I can't believe I can't remember the name of what they called it, but I had Ace, the fighter pilot, and the plane. Oh, okay. Uh, the the big huge gigantic plane. And I'm trying to remember. Do you? I God, I can't remember what they I have. Plane. I have the the uh, comic here. Let yeah. Me, uh, let me peruse it really quickly. And I but think Ace was their main pilot. Yep. And yes. I had his figure, and I had the plane, and I loved it so much. The other one I had from a Cobra standpoint that I really liked was Copperhead, and mm-hmm. his, and his Swamp Vehicle, whatever that one was. That was my other favorite. Oh, and by yeah. the way, the other thing with the GI Joes that I did later in life, as I integrated my love for wrestling and GI Joe. My G.I. Joe evolved into my wrestling figures, and I used to reuse them as wrestling figures in my wrestling. When I do <laughs> wrestling events, I would use G.I. Joe and Cobra as my wrestling figures as well, and I put my two favorite things together, so that was always fun, too. I just threw that out there. I love the uh, the Cobra Hiss. Yes, that was it was great. Yep. That was a cool one. The uh, You know, they had the Fang. The little helicopter was was pretty cool. The, the Dreadnoughts all had cool things. I actually had the Hovercraft. It came oh, with a, wow. a cutter. I yeah, also had... Yeah. Um, well, the the polar battle bear, I had that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rattler, that was the uh, the the bomber. The, the you know it was the it was the cobra plane, the jet that the wings would turn up, and it yes. could drop bombs. I had the shark, which is in this episode actually, that came with uh, Deep Six, the Sky Striker. I think you're talking about. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. that was cool. And I had the uh, amazingly, I don't know why I got this. Um, the tomahawk I had also, which was the cool helicopter. And I had the uh, oh yeah the, with uh, wild, with Wild Bill Wild Bill yep. and I yep. had the uh, the bridge layer nice which was uh, I was like what's the point of this <laughs> kind of thing as a kid like I think I opened it up on Christmas I was like why did I get this one it's like in two episodes or something <laughs> but the one that everybody wanted and it's in this episode is mm. the aircraft carrier. It was and it was so, gigantic. It was so yeah. I mean, I had my, my in my parents' house we had the room for it in the basement, and 
it was it was it was a lot of money though at the time i remember and that was the reason why i think that's why i got the hovercraft and like a couple of things like to try to make up for it but yeah i really wanted that so badly oh the U- so good was, i think it was called the uss flag i believe it was yeah called. yeah the, yeah. yeah the flag flagg i think you know i had all my gi joes and i remember uh you know i would do stuff with them too i would like you know have them like get tortured i remember i burned shipwreck because like he wouldn't give up the goods and you know melt wax and put them in there and and things like that and i i did do wrestling with them too also so so I, Andy, it's one of those... the us uss flag in 1985 the retail price was ninety dollars. You know how much it goes for today on eBay? Uh, I, I want to say twelve grand. No, no, it only goes no about twenty five hundred bucks. Oh, so hey man, I, if, I hit, if I hit Mega Millions tonight, I'm, I'm buying me one of those. You know, uh, not you'll have to fight me for it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the um, yeah, it's it's one of those things like you kick yourself. It's like when you think back to your like what you had as a kid. And it's like, you know, people like watch like, you know, 40 year old virgin, like, you know, I played with my toys. I, I loved my, my, same, my, same my here. I had same. such a star Wars collection. I had such a GI Joe collection. I didn't have as many transformers. One. I had some, I had a good amount of mask, uh, collectibles well, too. Well, I didn't have a lot of transformers either because they were so expensive. Yeah, I remember they were pricey. I, yeah, I think if I had 10, that was probably the most I had. And I remember I had Tron and how fucking complicated it was to get him to turn into a gun and i was like god this is a pain in my ass i'm just gonna watch the cartoon <laughs> I, I i always had a, a special place in my heart for wheeljack and trail breaker because they were the first two i got as as toys i would i would i would get a lot of the smaller ones like i'd be out with like my dad and like we were like in caldor or something like that and i saw like sea spray or something like that i'm like i'm like dad could i get this it's like five bucks he's like yeah you can get that you know i wouldn't really try to get like the bigger ones but yeah sometimes when those when those oh. things gave you trouble they gave you trouble with the with the well the small ones are really all you had to do was like like they were in the car and all you had to do really do was pull them out and spread the wheels apart and they had arms yeah. and legs that's all you had to do yeah yeah bubble slash gold bug <laughs> yeah go bots were like the great value version of transformers i, they were I really had a lot of those actually well, yeah, because they were easy and they were cheap there was another <laughs> so. one too on saturday mornings there was the mighty orbots Correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I yes. was watching that until I got hooked on Muppet Babies. Oh God, that's Muppet quite the that's quite the guardrail of guardrail. <laughs> hey, I love I love the Muppet Babies cartoon, man. It was so much fun. And well, I obviously I hosted Muppet Pod, so you know like, <laughs> that Orbots were okay. You know what I mean? Like, but I was like, eh, I already watched GoBots. I already watched Transformers. It was Saturday morning too, so I was like, ah, eh, this is. This is my. This is a good sign. It was. It was fun because what they did with with Muppet Babies was a lot of times they would put them in like other stories. Like the Star Wars one was so much fun that they did with the Muppet Babies. And by the way, so let's do this. I'll spoiler for you. Do you know who the voice of the the woman was in the Muppet Babies? The one that took care yeah, of. Yeah, that me? was Barbara's Billingsley. Ah, see, I knew if anybody would know who that was, it would be you. So yeah, yeah, that Bieber, was a big Bieber's deal. bomb. Bieber's bomb. Yep. Yep. All right. Yeah, June Cleaver. Okay, so Sean, uh, part of the show is um, we talk, which we've done, and then we live watch two episodes uh, at the mm-hmm. guest choice. And what episodes or episode, because it's a, it's a two-parter that you picked, did you pick and how come you picked it? So this is one of my all-time favorite episodes, and this is actually the uh, final two episodes of season one. Um, and I don't know if you knew this or not. And it's based on, not maybe a story, but based on 
a famous comic book art from the show. It's uh, the comic book series. And it's based around the town of Springfield, which in the comic books is Cobra's home base. They're, the name of their home base, the code name is Springfield. And it's this neighborhood that they have created that looks normal, but is really their home base of where they train all their Cobra operatives. But it kind of, but it's kind of like it low key is just a normal neighborhood, so it doesn't it doesn't look like anything's really going on there. So it's pretty cool. So this episode is called it's a part one and part two. Um, they've gelled it together for part of whatever the 40th anniversary is. It's on the official GI Joe channel on YouTube, and it's called "There's No Place Like Springfield." So that's what we're watching tonight, part one and part two. All right, cool. All right, so uh, we are. I'm like, what's happening? All right. So I'm sorry. I was getting like pings. Sorry about that. Yep. Um, so we're, yeah, we're watching on YouTube on the G.I. Joe official channel. I'm going to have the link in the, sh- in the show description so you can watch along with us. All right, Sean, you and I are synced up right at the beginning. Correct? Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. So let's hit that play button. Three, two, one. All right. So I'm playing. I got the uh, G.I. Joe open playing. Absolutely. I- famous opening here where the sun's behind him and gi joe's charging at cobra this uh, absolutely amazing opening for this yes this and this is a you see quick kick and, and snake eyes snake take eyes. on i take yep. on the twins tomax zamot there's bazooka who i, yep. I love crazy guy throwing Destro down yeah, yep. mm-hmm. there's uh the shark which could actually fly as well like how badass is this intro it's just like hot like freaking crazy mess mm-hmm. <laughs> And we and we get a lot of the, the a lot of the big heavy hitters. Oh, I had that guy too, the green. I had him. I had that figure. I forgot his name though. Um, he was like a chemical warfare expert. That's the cool thing too about GI Joe is they had like somebody that was an expert. At everything they had a firefighter named Barbecue for crying out loud. They did, and you know the other thing, and we talked about this on a recent um, the recent it's comics outline. pod. <laughs> yeah, we talked about this on the recent comics pod is. Cobra Commander, the guy who did the voice for him, did double duty because on Transformers, he also did Starscream. So. Yeah. So talk about Cobra Commander. Did you have a preference between the helmet or the hood? You know, it's interesting. It went back and forth. I prefer I preferred the hood. Oh, really? Uh, I preferred the helmet. I, yeah, so, I don't know. There was something cool about the hood. The helmet never did it for me, but I thought the hood was more normal than. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so we open this one up where it's uh, Lady J and Shipwreck and. By the way, how unoriginal does he call his bird Polly? Very unoriginal. Um, and Polly is kind of an asshole. And he, yeah. just, bit, he just bit shipwreck, by the way. <laughs> yes. So they land on this island on the shark, and there's this random, like, not-so-professor guy. What's his name? Um, Trying to remember what his name is in this. It's uh, well, they'll, say uh, it. they'll say it in a second in the closed captioning. Dr. Uh, Mulaney is his name. Professor Mulaney, yeah. He kind of looks like the old guy. If you ever saw History of the World Part 1, the old guy in uh, the French Revolution scene. Yeah. See, I just got an ad now. Jesus, I'm skipping it, though. Oh, really? Okay, <laughs> yeah. so, the ad, so that's weird because I don't get ads on mine. But we might be uh, – we, so we might get a little out of sync, so we'll, uh, I'll try it's to all right. it, It's all right, but he, they just go to this random island, and this guy's here. And so now I guess he called them, and he's, they're syncing up with him, and he's talking to them about this secret weapon that he's been working on or the secret formula for Cobra – that basically bonds oxygen and hydrogen and turns water and air into a bomb. <laughs> and he's, and it's in his head and nobody can get the if they if they if he falls into the wrong hands and they get the information out like extract it from his brain, then you know it, it's always the always the you know it's always the one weapon that that Cobra will will, will take over the world with. 
that's but usually what's about the crux this. Is. Like in 1986, I'm 13. So I want you to think about it overcomplicated and thinking about. God, think about what kind of plot this is for a 13-year-old to filter through in his head. That's really, like, kind of crazy plot, right? Well, I mean, the whole the catalytic elements and the mass, uh, you know, weapon thing, that was that was a lot for me but, to, to uh, understand. But that's one of the reasons why I love G.I. Joe. They made you think. It wasn't just like a simplistic, hey, let's go to war and have guns and good guys versus evil. And by the way, so now... This crazy ass just took like this device and he just transplanted this formula password in the shipwreck's head. Of <laughs> <laughs> all people, shipwreck. And by the way, shipwreck's kind of a dick too. He's a very sarcastic, very condescending individual. Well, he's a sailor, so. Yeah, but he but he's not a very likable guy at all. Now, uh, wh- where's Lady J on you? Is she above Scarlet or below Scarlet in your Actually, in, you know? in the TV, I would almost say in the cartoons, she trumps Scarlet. Uh, yeah. Because I think her and Flint almost overtake Duke and Scarlet, to be honest with you. Yeah, they have they're, have more personality. Like I said, like if you think about like Ocean's Eleven, Duke is like Danny Ocean, but Flint's like Rusty. And everybody like loved Rusty a little bit more, I think. And... You know, Scarlet and Snake Eyes take center stage more in the comic books. Mm-hmm. And Flint and Lady J, you know, Snake Eyes was early on, but as the cartoon series goes on, it's more about Flint than it is Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes doesn't really take center stage a whole lot as the cartoon series goes on. Well, the rosters so. are so big. Yes. In terms of that, like Cobra's roster doesn't get that big, but G.I. Joe's roster is pretty big to the point where it doesn't get stale. Like you can, you can have like just a little pairing of lady Jane shipwreck to carry the bulk of this. I mean, there are going to be other Joes in this episode, but you you can have an episode where you have, you know, mutt and bazooka and Rakondo and stalker. And like, as like a little team, that was one thing I loved about mask was mask. Like they took out that, that fancy uh, briefcase computer. And I was like, give me the agents for this mission. So they, they purposely told you we're we're going to, you know, mix it up here. Here it's just so, like all sorts like, oh, we're with these two now. Yeah, so Cobra just attacked them mm-hmm. uh, because they want doctor they want this doctor's formula and they attacked them and uh, now they got separated. What I love here is that like Shipwreck just left Lady J to carry this professor like <laughs> on her own, which is a typical dickhead of you of him. And the other thing you never see is anyone really dies. So you see this Cobra ship, like air airship get shot. But right at the last minute before it hits the cliff, you see the guy eject the parachute out because they always have to make a point to show that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nobody ever dies in G.I. Joe. People just get hurt. It, it was like the A-Team. You never saw anybody die. You always saw them run away from the wreck. It's like they do the same thing on this cartoon. It's the same exact thing. Yeah, I thought you had it under control. <laughs> That's what t- yeah. He's like, yeah, you look fine to me. And then they get attacked again. I love that, like, in the 18, hey, we, were, we fought the Vietnam War and killed all these people, but we'll never show anybody dying when we blow up all the jeeps. <laughs> it's just great. <laughs> but, yeah, it's very similar on this show. So, anyway, uh, they all got split up, and now the doctor's missing. So, it's just Lady J and Shipwreck and the stupid parrot. <laughs> I hate the parrot, by the <laughs> way. I've always hated the parrot, Polly the parrot. Yeah, I, I had, I had, like I said, I had Shipwreck and I had Polly. They can't, they came in the, So what is, did you like? Did you like Shipwreck? Because I never, for me, it's weird because when I was looking at this episode, I didn't. First off, I didn't realize it was the last two episodes of season one because I thought Shipwreck was more of a season two character, and I never really saw him as one of the main guys. And then when I realized he was the main character in this, it kind of took me back. And I go, holy shit, I forgot Shipwreck was the main guy in this. I remember Shipwreck. <laughs> a lot. 
I, yeah. I, I don't I don't dislike Shipwreck, but I could see your point saying he's kind of an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I, he was never one of my favorites. Adair's major, you know, our big our big major guy was Major Blood. Is that his major name? Major Blood. Yeah, he's yeah. like uh, he was like um, in terms of the hierarchy, he's like third or fourth in terms of uh, the Cobra rankings, I guess. The other thing I loved about G.I. Joe, Car- the animation is really, really good. Like, <laughs> it's really good for 1986 and for being syndicated 52 episodes a season. Really, really great animation. Yeah. Great, yeah, great. Yeah, it's great lasers. Yeah. Aircraft carrier. Yeah, there's Flint finally on, <laughs> on the deck. Yep. The USS flag. And now, yeah. holy shit, they're in deep shit now because they're about to get bombarded in their little shark craft. Yeah, Ed Shark and, and came with Deep Six. Who was part of the uh, the 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 we who we do see, who we do see also in this episode? Yeah, and um, that's what was great he, about GI Joe too. Their commercials for their toys were amazing because they don't always show them like out in the woods, like, in the water. You got a starcraft and they're showing it like in a creek um, or something. Yeah, you know, I mean, you're you're like me, Paulie too. You look forward to like the Sears catalog or whatever it was, the Toys R Us yes. big book coming every year, and they had them all like yes. set up like on a set. Yes. Oh my god, that was like. And the, and the thing was huge to the book. And I was like, and you just sit there and you're like, oh, my God, I got to get this one. I got to get that one. And then you're you're hoping like on Christmas that, you know, you're trying to feel the gift. And like, do I feel does it feel like a figure like do I feel like the plastic and all that? There, there's Roadblock, which which I was fine with him casting the rock as Roadblock. I just didn't like him being like the lead in that second G.I. Joe movie, which still hate anyway. But well. Well, the G.I. Joe movies do not do it. Ju- I mean, we, that's a whole separate thing. They, they don't do it justice at all. So. Yeah, that's like that's like a chicken salad, uh, a popcorn yeah. chicken salad type of discussion there. Yeah. So now the now shipwreck is in trouble because his um, shark, they've been hit and the USS flag is on fire and he's stuck in the water and he can't get out of the shark and. He's about to go down and drown in the water. He's a deep shit. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he's trapped basically. They, Lady J and Polly are are out, and he's uh he's trapped. And now there's like an onslaught where they can't get to him right now because there there's too much fire coming from uh, the uh, the yeah. Cobra jets and, and bats and all that stuff. And goddamn, Polly's like abandoned ship, abandoned ship, and ship runs like I can't, you dumb motherfucker. And then so <laughs> so this is what I always love. GI Joe will return after these messages. Like they made it so intense going to commercial, and when it came back, they just made it so intense. Yeah, the cl- cliffhanger. They yep. would always end. They would always end on a button. Now look at this shit. We come back. We went to commercial. Shipwreck's drowning. We come back from commercial, and he wakes up in this random hospital that's called Springfield Medical Center. Yes, and there's some blonde nurse. <laughs> yeah, and. And when I watched this for the first time, when I'm 13, I'm like, what the hell? I don't know what's going on here. This is odd. Like, did they make a mistake? Like, did they put the wrong show in, in, the, in the tape deck or something? <laughs> yeah, so there he wakes up with bandages on his head. And the first thing you notice is his beard is gray. And when you're 13, you don't notice that. But as an adult, you see there's some time that passed here. Yeah, and then he's, and they also call him Mr. Delgado. And I'm like... Like they never mention their, they hardly ever mention their real names. Yeah, and his name is Hector, and his wife and his kid is here. Mara, yeah. his wife and his kid is here. And he's like, he's he's like, is now we get like the real the back is like, I guess his um, his wife drowned, and uh-huh. he doesn't remember his daughter. 
And, and by the way, I love that his daughter is dressed like she came out of like a 1950s Shirley Temple movie, and it's 1980. <laughs> it's like, yes. hey, we got to make home the point that she's a kid. Let's dress her up as Shirley Temple. <laughs> they, well, I also, though, I think she's dressed like him because she's got the sailor suit on. Yeah, a little bit, but I mean, it's a little ridiculous. So now she's telling the backstory that supposedly the USS flag went down, and he, apparently at the last minute he escaped. So that's what Mara, his wife, is supposedly telling him happened right now, which is kind of cool that they kind of did this backstory. They showed him breaking off the lever of the ship and breaking the window to escape. With, and then he like supposedly got marooned on an island and he was there for this long period of time. And then he built this raft like Robinson Crusoe. Like this is some crazy <laughs> shit, Andy. Well, like like Castaway, yeah, like Tom Hanks here. Like this is nuts. Like imagine like like I said, as a thirteen year old, this is some com- complex writing for an afternoon cartoon show. Yeah, this is this is like stuff like you you could see now like in a Netflix like live action show. <laughs> totally, this isn't like your typical like Bugs Bunny, Looney Tunes afternoon cartoon. You know, this is like some high level shit. Imagine if somebody took like every episode of like a cartoon like this and did a live action like drama like on Netflix or something. Yeah, and so she's telling this whole story like he single handedly took down Cobra. Cobra no longer exists. G.I. Joe disbanded, and now they're living this whole happy life in this town of Springfield. That the, everything this has all happened since he drowned in this shark, like literally right before our commercial break two minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, like 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 six years worth of backstory we just got in about two minutes. And now here's Doc, who is the doctor for G.I. Joe. He's the doc yep. in Springfield. Mm-hmm. Yep. And now, yeah, now he's no longer is he the military, you know doctor he's now the the resident here i guess the chief of medicine which if i'm shipwreck i believe he's the one that's been taking care of me and it's like you think everything's hunky-dory right now so you're like gee i wonder what the hell is going on yeah like what what happened like this like i don't want to see gi joe like living in springfield and being like all normal and shit yep and this is what's cool about the whole springfield thing what you're seeing in this cartoon andy this is what Cobra had set up in the comics as the facade of what their home base was. This is what it was. Yeah. Pretty genius if you're this evil like faction looking to take over the world. It's pretty amazing. Well, yeah. Well, it looks like like a Stepford type situation or like um, any kind of those movies where it's like too good to be true kind of thing. Yep. And so, then po- Polly's in there. Yeah. <laughs> and I love I love the decorations on the wall. Like, is he a safari hunter? Is he in the Navy? Like, <laughs> and here comes Aunt Scarlet just pulling up with her crossbow randomly on the front of the hood of her car to take Mara's shopping. That's really odd. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, we're retired, but let's uh, let's acclimate, let's keep part of our old lives here into this. You know, and it's not very uh, you know safe there to have the the kids sitting in the front seat there with no seatbelts. That's something that wouldn't fly today, having characters in a car without seatbelts. Yeah. What do you think about that purple couch he's laying on? That's <laughs> that, that's something with with the with the uh, pistols and the in the ship wheel on there on the wall. All right. And so now we get right. the, yeah. Go ahead. We get the we get the lamp like with some kind of beam. And so sure, he falls and, off the couch. Yeah. <laughs> and the ambulance pulls up. They load him on the ambulance. <laughs> Polly's sitting there talking some whatever shit. Now the ambulance is driving away with him. Like, this is like some batshit crazy stuff. 
It's like what what did what what did Polly do here? Like what's going on? Ambulance drives him into the car wash. The car wash opens to this underground garage, and now they're driving him into this underground bunker in the car wash. <laughs> and now you now you know, okay, something's not right here. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Doc is just so like stoic right there. And there too. and there is Cobra Commander with a gun to shipwreck's face. Asking them, what did the doctor tell you? So they're trying to get the code word um, out of Shipwreck's head of what the formula is because they need a code word to make the formula to make the bomb. Yes, and and Cobra Commander has his helmet on right now. Yep. And then lo and behold, Shipwreck wakes up and he's back home. And it's like, oh my God, was it a nightmare? And and in comes the uh, the wife. Oh, Hector, darling. Yeah, and then there's the, the creepy little girl standing out by the window in the dark. Like, there's something creepy about the young girl. Just with, the, with the creepy anglerfish uh, right there, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like and by the way, way I, and I know any home just randomly has a parrot just flying around. I mean, that's not out at all, right? Not no. Little. I mean, well, I mean, like, I think if you have a bird, I guess you tend to let them go. I mean, I've had friends who have had birds, not my well, preference. Well, we had but, a parrot when I was growing up. and. Oh. I it stayed in a cage. It stayed in a cage most of the time, but when they let it out of the cage, all it did was stand on top of the cage. It didn't really go anywhere, but it had a wings clip too. I so. we f- I found a parrot once. We saw a parrot on like on my street. It must have gotten out, and I oh, I wow. caught it. Yeah, well, somehow I I went and I put a raincoat on, and I got it to like get on my arm, and I went home, and I took my my dog's cage out of the basement. I threw a broomstick through it and put the parrot in there. And then my grandmother sold it and never gave me the money. Yeah. <laughs> that's a whole talk of pop episode me just talking about my crazy jewish grandmother yeah. um but yeah shipwreck uh you know has the thing with the daughter and and he's trying to like you know they have the marriage uh you know wedding photo there and and he's like couldn't imagine this is the life he was gonna have he thought he was gonna be on the seas this whole time and he's starting to beat himself up about how he doesn't remember anything yeah, looks like he uh, has a whole wedding party. It looked like it was like Duke and Flint and Roadblock and uh, uh, who was the other one? Um, oh, we're gonna see him in a second because I don't recognize okay. him because he doesn't have a his Joe uniform. So look, oh. they just drugged him again with the damn coffee, and he's down for the count again on his way to the damn car wash. <laughs> <laughs> God, this is oh. some crazy bad. This is bad shit, Andy. Yeah. Like this it's almost a, like it's almost like like this drug haze like it's and look their house is burning with his kids like this is crazy this is almost traumatizing for a thirteen year old this would give you nightmares yeah and then the, the twins are there too who you uh you said you didn't like Tomax and Zamot no they're uh, listen they're not no I think it was um I think it was Tim that said he didn't oh, like Tim didn't like them. yeah Tim yeah didn't I, like. I, I no. On the cartoon, they're a little annoying because they finish each other's sentences. Like, one will talk, the other one will finish. Yeah, they will. They get a little annoying after a while. So, yeah, so here's uh, Torpedo and Deep Six. I guess they t- they basically took all, like, the main seagoing G.I. Joes and put them in the business together. Yes, which, you know, makes – oh, by the way, and he, this is Flint with his new girlfriend, and Shipwreck makes some kind of inappropriate comment about her being <laughs> yeah. a better-looking Lady J if Flint gets very offended. Yeah, he does. And basically, and basically deck shipwreck, <laughs> which was so random. Like, what yeah. was that? that was so random. 
and you see like the you look like Flint's like a sugar daddy too because he got this chick with this short short skirt and the boots and yeah. didn't re- I guess he didn't realize Lady J was dead. Like, like who knew Flint would become Bruce Wayne when he retired from GI <laughs> Joe? That's what he reminded <laughs> me of. So Flint's like, God, man, I pissed them off. I mean, so GI, so Lady J died. Is that what we're hearing? Yeah, here? They, yeah. They, so they, they, dead, they told yeah. him Lady J, in the in this story here, Lady J's dead. Yeah, I mean. I mean, they're really fucking with the mind-wise. Oh, here he is running into the car wash. Ah, car wash. Yeah, now he's starting to, like, make sense to him. Oh, there's Roadblock going into the car wash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, let's just go in there. Just randomly. He's just randomly going through. All he wants is cars is wash, man. It's just Roadblock. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it's warm out, so it's summertime. You go and get your car oh, wash. Right? and now Roadblock just melted. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that sure was toasty. That was like, what the hell? And you're like, what? wait, wait a second. This is some effed up shit here. Now everybody's attacked. Now he's now now shipwrecks getting attacked and punched. They're like a bunch and, of randos here. And now he's in jail. Now they're <laughs> offering him a tuna sandwich. Like I can't keep track of this, Andy. It's nuts. <laughs> and we haven't even got like this is only this isn't even twenty minutes into this yet. Like think about how much has happened. Oh, uh, God, is jail, you think jail tuna would be worse than gas station oh. sushi? Oh, well, I don't know, because he just got drugged on the tuna, and now he's fallen through his jail cell, <laughs> and he's about to be attacked by his former Joe mates. Yes, he falls down, and there's, there's Scarlet, Torpedo, oh. Duke, and Flint all attacking him. And now they're all melting as he fights yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, like, all they, all they really need to do is, like, knock them down, and then they melt. Doesn't and now it much. comes down to him and Scarlet, and he doesn't want to yeah. fight Scarlet. Yeah, because he doesn't want to hit a woman. Yeah. She, call, she calls him Plankton Face. <laughs> I mean, literally, I want to go back to think about being a 13-year-old on a freaking Monday afternoon watching this and just – this is a big, huge mind fuck, is what it is. Well, the, with the Joes being like attacking Shipwreck and then all of a sudden turning into like pinkies purple yeah. – they're melting and they're basically mind torturing this guy i mean this is a lot and really makes you realize how evil cobra is in retrospect they're really evil yeah and they go through all the trouble to making these these like gi joe things wax figures whatever you want to call them and they're not very uh durable and now they gel together yes and they're attacking him as one that is this was creepy Yes, it's like this the blob. Is, it's like yeah, it's like blob. you're being attacked by like this is something you see like a horror movie, and they engulf him basically. And they go through the wall, and it's to be continued. And obviously, since they linked them together, we go right into part two as he's yeah, this, going this down this big huge right here. Yeah. And now as he's going down this big huge slide, he's having all these memories of everything that's happening as he's encompassed in this big freaking like mar- like, like one of those marble things, like you send like a marble down on like a trackway or something. Now he's going down the sewage. <laughs> and now he's popping out of the sewage into this random grass field. In another part of Springfield. Another part of Springfield. And now it just go and now this gel just goes down to this I mean I would have lost my mind at this point. Yeah, this was this was mind blowing. But it's really good stuff in retrospect. This is really like they could make a movie out of this. Oh, look, he's gonna—he's about to—he's about to backhand his wife and kid. Yeah, I mean, you could 
if you sat there and went through, you know, look, somebody could make a really good G.I. Joe movie or even a live act. Like I said, a live action TV show. I was kidding with that. But somebody, you know, if you're tasked to make that, if I was ever, you know, like I said, my one of my dream things would be to write a mass movie because nobody it's not a very known property today. Right. You would sit there. I would watch all these episodes and I would just write down the best ones, the best parts, and I would plot out a whole bunch of movies with it. And this definitely would be in there. Yeah, it makes you wonder how they went so wrong. And by the way, so we're just now realizing that Polly and and they just went to Doc. Now you realize that Cobra Cobra's behind everything that's going on yeah. here just because there's Cobra. And so that's interesting. So now you see Hooded Commander. Yeah. Um, they're behind this whole thing and this whole facade just because they want to get this formula out of his brain. Um, but it makes you also wonder how they could get a G.I. Joe movie so wrong, right? Because they have all this source material just from yeah. the comics, just from the cartoons. I'll be honest with you. I might be, I did not hate the Snake Eyes movie. To be I know. Honest. I actually liked it. I did too. I thought it was actually really well done. I did not hate it at all. So. Yeah. I mean, same thing with Transformers. There, there's such source material and you go and you do all this. And, I mean, part of it too was, was the screenwriters were, you know, Roberto Orchi who is, uh, you know, he's from Alias. You look up his IMDb, he did like Star Trek and stuff. He was a big time. He was one of the big main blockbuster writers at the time. Such an ego, though. They're like, why wouldn't you? They're like, because people have problems with uh, with Megatron not transforming into a gun. And he's like, well, that would be like if Darth Vader transformed into his lightsaber. I'm like, no, Dick, it's not the same thing, okay? You could have yeah, put him, yeah, you could have yeah. made him into like a cannon, something similar, not a jet. Megatron was never a jet. Okay, so this gets really weird, Andy. So here's yeah. what they're doing. So they got Shipwreck in, and they're going to do this interrogation on him. And they brought in this rando female hot, I guess, trainee. Yeah, who was part of the Crimson Guard, which was yeah. the which was yeah. the elite, like not the grunts of Cobra. The, if you were the Crimson Guard, you were like a higher level. Yeah, but she's going to do this like really like mental interrogation of him. Yeah. Like and like, and they brought her in to do it as part of her training. Like this is some like really like disturbing shit they're doing. And, but she and she's exposed to the same things that they're exposing shipwreck to. And they don't and they don't care. They well, don't care. Well, they did. They did say that she might not be ready to handle it, and 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 they're right. <laughs> so they're going back to his past. So you see his whole history here. I mean, this is just like really good shit. Yeah, they give the whole backstory of like how he wanted he grew up outside San Diego and that's where the navy is and that's how he wanted to be uh you know a sailor and he enlisted in in the navy uh, at at 16 he lied about his age. Yep. And you see him like you know doing all of his things with the, the with the you know in the navy and the coast guard or whatever and then he's GI Joe and now we get to you know when he was with the doctor. And it's funny, he's just laying there saying, I don't know, I don't know, because the reality is he does not know the password because the one that knows the password is Lady J. Yeah. And the only way that it comes out is when Lady J says the password in front of him, but Cobra doesn't know that. So. But yeah, this is good good stuff. It's like, yeah, it's like basically finding a safe and not having the the, uh, combination. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And she, yeah, she's 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 doing it hard to him now. And so now they're turning on the doctor here, and they're like, "No, doctor, the problem is you." 
and you have developed opinions and you're not allowed to have opinions. <laughs> and so they shoot him and he melts. So basically all these G.I. Joe figures or what all these clones are, they're called synthesoids, I believe is what yeah. they're called. And they're just clay figures is really what they are. So Yeah. They're, and, they're and now like, she's going full power on them, which is not good. Yeah, they're like living ma- like, you know, basically AI that are there. Yeah. And then all these, yeah, you got all these like floating like images or whatever, and then we get another commercial break. Yeah. That's the two. Hey, that's the other thing too. Was we didn't have a lot of commercial breaks in these shows. Well, that, well, I'm glad for you too, also, because we're watching this on YouTube. You only had the one commercial break, and you haven't had one since. So yeah, I only had the one ad, so I'm only probably a few seconds behind you. Yeah, so I guess. Uh, by the way, now she's mouthing him, which was really odd in retrospect. Watching this now, she's on top of him, <laughs> like she's, you know. Yeah. Oh, you, you think like Shepard's weird? Like no, it's this is kind of weird, almost sexually. Looking at this, this is really it's odd. Like a childhood fantasy coming true here for us here. Yeah, I mean. Kind of like the rando hot Cobra Cadet on top of me. Yeah, you could. If you wanted to go there, we could do that. Yes. <laughs> we won't. We won't because this is a cartoon pod, but you could if you wanted to. Yes. Um, but yeah, all these visuals. All I mean, this is like. Yeah, you get the serpent and you get the flag and you get Polly. Evil looking Polly, too, here. I mean, if you were in the 60s and you'd like to get high and you watch this cartoon episode, you'd probably have a really good time. It'd almost be like. Uh, watching the Wizard of Oz while I listen to the Pink Floyd album. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna well, say I, I've never watched cartoons inhibited, but uh, this is, one's pretty interesting. This is a good one, Andy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and all you know, too bad I didn't go out earlier. It's today's the day that uh, you know, legal recreational marijuana sales went into effect here in Connecticut. I could have gone. Uh, this yeah, one I, I, yeah, I saw a, I saw a thing on the sales for today out there. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah, quarter of a million dollars in the first eight hours in sales. Yeah, so I guess the reason why I like that hood is because, you know, it reminds me a little bit of early Jason, Friday the 13th, before okay. he did the hockey mask, because he did the old, like, what was it, the sack on his head face? Yeah. I, and it also has the cobra, the cobra's emblem on the hood. I kind of well, think that's badass. Well, like also, that. you could see his eyes. That, yeah, I, yeah. I, do, I do see that. You could see, like, a little more, like, emotion. It's not just this silver plate. Yep. So yep. I, I I I've always I would always want to know though what what makes the deciding factor on hood versus helmet. And they never really distinguished how it went back and forth. So yeah, and there's Baroness who's sneakily hot too. Also, yeah, you know it's funny. I was about to say very uh, underrated Hachi. If you got all right, I mean, you could almost do one of those FMK things with her, Lady J and Scarlet, if you really wanted to. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could actually. Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe but we'll, we'll keep we'll keep it clean. We'll yeah, yeah. It. After we did that with peanuts, I was like, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll keep it clean. So, so yeah, we don't get a lot of of Cobra different characters near. It's mostly you know the twins, a little Destro. You know, will we? You know, no, no, no dreadnoughts in this episode. No, I. But and that's what I like. You know, this is remember. I, I again going back to the comics pod. One of the things I said about some of the comic books is they did kind of singular character-focused driven stories. The cartoon did that, too. Like, this one is very yeah. singular-focused on shipwreck, but you get an intermingle of some of the main characters. You got Cobra Commander, you got the twins, you got Baroness, you got some Lady J. So it's singular-focused, but you got the main characters in it, which I really like. I really like that. Definitely, yeah. 
I do love the design of Tomax and Zaymon, how they actually are mirror images of each other, and the only way you can tell them apart is is, 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 is Zaymon has a scar. Yes. And by the way, now Shipwreck is uh, catching on to what's going on. He just threw water on his face, and he saw the dye come out of his beard. He's catching on to what's going on here, finally. And he's like, wait a second. Yeah. So... He's like, I've had enough of this bullshit. And by the way, I love how the water just randomly got everything out of his hair and everything out of his beard so fast. Yeah. Yeah, just just a couple of splashes right on his face, and boom, he's he's no longer gray. And Polly's just sitting there going, what's going on, sailor? What's going on, sailor? It's pretty <laughs> annoying. I feel like uh, cartoon parrots have a bad rap because between this guy and the parrot in Aladdin, they're very annoying creatures. Iago? Well, <laughs> Iago's meant to be annoying. Now, this is hilarious. Like, he realizes that the nurse escaped. Like, the, you know the milk is drugged, and so does yeah. he at this point. So now he randomly accosts the nurse, and he forces the nurse to drink the milk. This is really, <laughs> this, this is really <laughs> bad. It's disturbing. And Polly's getting upset. Hey, get off the nurse. <laughs> and, and then Polly, like, you know, goes in and tries to attack him. He's like, so who's side you on? And all of a sudden, we oh, get look, another... There, and now all of a sudden the real Polly just shows up so randomly. Like, where did he come from? <laughs> and by the way, he's got this random weapon in his like like this is so out of nowhere. This is not where has he been the whole time, Andy? I, I have no idea. He just shoots the uh, other Polly who who, you know, didn't melt initially when he got hit on against the wall. So this is where it kind of starts stops making total sense for me. Like Okay, so first off, accosting the nurse and making her drink the milk, that's a little weird. And then the real Polly just randomly decides to show up out of nowhere for no reason. I mean, that's just weird, right? Very weird. And he puts her on the bed, and she looks like she's lying in a cot. And I ask him out. Yeah, this is just odd to me. So, hey, conveniently, Shipwreck has figured out that this is all bullshit, and then randomly the real Polly just decides to show up. I mean, it's just, yeah. Yeah, a little, little bit of convenience. And now the nurse is blonde. The nurse was a brunette a minute ago. Correct. And by the way, there is a website for G.I. Joe Phantom. If you go back, it'll pick out every single episode and the things that are botched in each cartoon based on the episode you're watching. So that's always fun to go back and watch. What you just brought up was actually brought up for this episode. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, those things are pretty cool. I was going to bring it up, but yes, those are in there too. That's Oh, so is it supposed to be the same nurse throughout the whole episode? Because she was blonde yes. earlier, yes. and then she yes. brunette for a minute, and now she's blonde again. And by the way, I also love that when you, whatever perspective you look at, like the parrot on his shoulder looked like a parakeet, about the size of a parrot at that one point. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> he just like grabs him. Parrot, now the parrot's like kind of like it looks like almost like it's something like from like Thundercats, like that that bird character, yes. like when he had the close up. Hey, Andy, you know what else I love is like apparently he's been back for some time, right? He had the bandages on his head. He's been in Springfield, like I assume, like weeks or days have passed at this point. Yeah, and he's wearing the same exact clothes that he's worn since he's come out of this coma. Like his clothes haven't changed. He's wearing the same outfit. Well, the kids got the sailor outfits. Yes, still they all wear the same exact outfits they've worn since the day. <laughs> and they hide out at the car wash. How convenient that right, the car so now wash is next to the hospital. Car wash. Yeah, he's got into the car wash now. Oh, amen. I mean, it has to be. <laughs> hey, hey, look, they're doing they're doing the old chicken fight with synthesoids on the table with the dreadnoughts. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We do get the dreadnoughts here. The pseudoplasm, they're calling it. Synthesoids in these uh, 
two pseudoplasms, and then you see them take form conveniently just as Shipwreck comes into the room. Yes. So all this convenience to wrap the episode up, this is taking me out a little bit, but you also have to suspend disbelief because they have to wrap up the story in two parts. Mm-hmm. So, And we see the map right out of like an 80s video game. That's what I was going to say. I said very Atari-ish Springfield map yes. here. Yeah. <laughs> Springfield. Yes. And so, hey, the other thing by Springfield, do you know why they named the town Springfield? Here's a bit of trivia for you. That I didn't know. So the reason why they named it Springfield on the comic. Hello. They wanted to make it so normal in the comics and the cartoon that they named it Springfield. And that's one of the same reasons why the Simpsons named their town Springfield as well. Okay. What was that? You dropped out for a second. What was the the reason? Because every town in America has a Springfield is the theory. So they they named this one Springfield in the G.I. Joe comics, and that's also the same reason why they named Springfield in The Simpsons as well. Every town has one. Okay. There you go. Yep. I thought I had heard that before. Like, it's just that way you can't really pinpoint where it is. Like, you don't you don't have like you don't think it's like, oh, this is supposed to be they're supposed to be doing this because it's New York, though, or Springfield, Massachusetts, Springfield, Missouri. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's kind of like hypothetically every 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 area has an Elm Street. Yeah, every it's one of those deals with Springfield. Oh, and by conveniently, Shipwreck has stumbled upon the book for the formula at the same time. And it just happens <laughs> to be open to the page that he needs it to. Correct. And by the way, conveniently, Cobra forces are about to come in a room so they could get the, the password out of his head while he's standing over the formula. And he's starting to read out the formula, too, now. he's All of a sudden, he remembers the formula. Even so, though... yeah, this is one of those tropes in these cartoons that you have to suspend disbelief because you only have 22 minutes of episode to wrap everything up, so... Yes. Yeah. Oh, and look, there's everybody. There's Destro, there's Zartan, there's the Dreadnoughts. Yeah, Economy, yeah, and they're all just, like, standing there. Like, hey... So now he dumps the formula down the drain and he lights a match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And Destro is going to call his bluff and say, oh, you can't do that because you don't have blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Destro with, with the chain around his neck with the big D on it, by the way. And by the way, Destro's voice in the cartoon was pretty badass, too. He had a yeah. Very, yeah. Very well voiced. Destro was so badass because he was just in it for the money. Yeah. And he was constantly at odds of how to take down Cobra Commander. He was never in it. He was more like a bounty guy. He yeah. just wanted money. Well, he's a, he's a weapons. He's a weapons uh dealer yeah, and, him dealer. A Bar- and him and baron is so and by the way now they're blowing up the whole town he's blowing up the whole town with this formula yeah because you know destro knows that a match ain't gonna do it it's gonna be a spark from a gunshot so apparently and the uss flag is just randomly sitting in the water this whole time like a lot of this stuff doesn't make sense to wrap mm-hmm. this up it's just odd yes a lot, so. a lot of conveniences here and they conveniently also have a doctor on their ship where before they had no idea where he was. I, it's just like a lot of stuff doesn't make sense. <laughs> I mean, they, they couldn't give the doctor like like a, a cup of coffee and maybe like, yeah. you know, a shower, a shower, a shave. Yeah. Did you show him a bathroom? Maybe, <laughs> I got maybe, so. maybe some shoes. Mm-hmm. So like and then it makes you question how much time has really passed at this point, because it seems like everything is kind of status quo, right? It's just oh, yeah. like there, there's a lot of flaws in this second part, but it doesn't take away from how great and how how great the actual thought process of this whole thing is. 
And now he's running to his house because his house is on fire. And this is where it gets really fucked up. He runs into the house and it's burning. And his fucking wife and kid are standing there with fucking weapons drawn on him. Yes. This, this is fucked up. Definitely, this for is, sure. This is like some children of the corn evil shit right here. Yeah. It's kind of like the whole that episode I was telling you about where it's like your family's there and they got the guns drawn and you can't fight so, them. And Did you notice when the parrot shot? The daughter was already gone, and they show the they didn't show him shooting the daughter. Did you notice yeah. that? No. So, um, so now the house explodes, and his daughter and his wife are dead. Lady J and Flint run up to him, and he stares at the house that's burning, and he looks at she looks at Shiprock and goes, Shiprock, what happened? Was there something important in the house? And he goes, Yeah, nothing important. And he looks like he's crying. And he goes, Just a dream or two. And then the music and the house burns. And that's it. The episode's yeah. over. Fades out. And that's it. That's how they end it with kind of a sad ending because he had this whole hope and dream of having a family and it just kind of dies out for him. That's it. Yeah. It's sad. The only sad reason it was there was, yeah. Very well, sad. They go, they go to, we turn up to these messages. I think we just come back, yeah, for the uh, yeah. credits. Yeah. So really, really sad in theory, Andy, but really a great, great episode. Really, really good stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot, lot of really great choice here. Yeah, one of my favorites and one of the best ep- written episodes and take away all the things that don't make sense to wrap it up like in a short 10 minutes in this lapis episode. Really well done. Really great cartoon. Great cartoon. Yeah, like I don't have enough to watch. I got to go break out my G.I. Joe DVD collection now. I have the you complete, know, really after I have the watching complete this, seasons. I, yeah, like I almost I, it's almost like I could do a whole pod on rewatching this whole goddamn show. So yeah. but I won't. But I'll probably go back and rewatch the cartoon now because now that it's out there, I'm going to have to do it. Yeah. Well, nobody <laughs> says that we can't do multiple episodes on the same cartoon. So we might we might have to because when I return, I'm obviously going to pick something else when I come back. But yeah, we'll probably revisit G.I. Joe at some point, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. And if it ever goes on streaming, you know, there there is a certain platform that maybe we could get on there to to do episodes because i would definitely do like like i i would set it up to do like my my afternoons like i would do like a gi joe a transformers a thundercats well and like you know what we might do is maybe if we found one of some of those early miniseries combined mm-hmm. as a movie we could do one of those or something like we'll figure that out we might yeah, do well that. yeah there's there's the world is our oyster there's so many cartoons out there so many things to talk about and that's my hope for this is is just People coming on here, reliving their childhood, sharing their love of of their of their cartoons. Because every who doesn't like cartoons, or right? if you don't watch cartoons now, you did watch cartoons at some point in your life, right? Everybody's watched them. It was a big deal. Saturday mornings, you know, you you got up, you 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 got your bowl of cereal, and you were you parked yourself, man, for like until like twelve o'clock till the live action stuff started, right? That was that was and then coming home from school in the afternoon, even in college, I would come home from class. I would watch the Disney afternoon. I, I would, you know, partake in certain uh, herbal uh, things to uh, to enhance the, my watching of gummy bears and rescue rangers and stuff. But, yeah, it's still love this. Stuff. Uh, uh, hey, by the way, <laughs> I'm embarrassed to admit it. But for Saturdays, I watch I made, I went out of my way to watch gummy bears. But that's a whole separate section. Maybe we can watch that one day. We'll, we'll find hey, out. hey, you know what? Cartoon animation is it gets a bad rap sometimes, but there is so much greatness out there in that medium. There's so many. Look, I, I will to I will 
give anybody anybody gives me an opening i will talk about the greatness of cartoons whether it's shows or movies you know i want people to watch the movie hoodwinked it is such an underrated anime I, movie. I, I i have seen hoodwinked i watched it with my son when he was younger so i i i love that i wish i could have been on the mount rushmore to explain it because everybody nobody's like i never saw it i never saw it you people have not lived i'm telling you anyway that was a really fun episode, a really great discussion. So before we, though, we call it a day here, Sean, is there anything you want to direct people to that you've been working on lately? Any pods that uh, are dropping on a regular basis? Any social medias, anything like that? Yeah, um, well, I'll, I'll I'll talk about pods. Um, the, the main two pods that I do at this point now, um, I do the seven months of danger on NOSO, where we go back and look at the formation of the Dangerous Alliance. Um, so you can catch us over there. Uh, we do, uh, that drops every two weeks over there. That's kind of like a mini series. I think that's like a 23 episode run. So, um, I think at the point of this recording, we're about to drop episode number 11. So we're about halfway through that. Um, the other one is here on the pop feed that I believe by the, um, probably around episode number three, which is great. Um, that'll correlate with this episode, uh, Traders of the Lost Ark. Um, the one that will be on around the same time as this one or whatever that'll correlate is we did G.I. Joe and the Transformers, which is a fantastic listen. Uh, when you when you go out of your way to listen to that and then go and listen to this, because I think they go hand in hand very, very, very well, Andy. Mm-hmm. I, um, when we recorded this, we actually did that pod and recorded that one last night. So it was kind of cool that we got to do that back to back to back. And it actually probably enhanced this one for me, too. So that was a lot of fun. So. Um, go out of your way to listen to that. That's a fun pod to do where we go back and look at these random arcs from comics. And that was episode number three. And that was fun to do. So um, go listen to those two pods. Those are yeah. those are really good things to do. So, yeah, you got you guys threw me a bone by doing that one for me. Uh, I, I do look forward, though. I've had so much fun doing this. The first two episodes, uh-huh. you know, uh, watching, reading stuff I never read before. And this one was revisiting my youth. And I got to talk a lot probably probably the one episode i will talk the most on i will you know probably be in the more uh, back into my newbie chair and and tim tim and i kind of switched roles a little bit uh on that episode which was a lot of fun tim tim actually did enjoy it too being being the one to uh, ask questions and, and and learn some things um but yeah it, it's a lot of fun i i look i love doing pods with sean schiff and tim uh, unfortunately, you know, scheduling, it was really hard to keep up with the pop goes to the couch. We are hoping to to get back to uh, that, at least to, you know, one, make it like a once in a while pod where we, we just well, talk about our favorite streaming shows. Well, and, and in the problem, there were so many coming at once, too, that it was yeah. so hard for everybody to keep up on watching everything because everything came at once. There was a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we all, and also like when you're doing something like with the Netflix stuff, it was like a lot of pressure to like, oh, we need you to watch these episodes so we can do the pods. It's like, oh, I got us all this shit to do, and so yeah, it just it just became a lot. But we may do like you know if if we can make it work, you know, just do catch up episodes where we just talk about stuff that we've been streaming and and kind of go out there and talk about things we didn't really get a lot get a chance to talk about like She Hulk or uh, you know finish up Moon Knight. Uh, Cobra Kai. Well, we, don't, we, don't, we don't have to talk about Moon Knight and She-Hulk. I mean. <laughs> well, it, no, it's always fun. It's fun to like talk about what you didn't like about things. Cause, I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You know, because, you know, we got the Mark over there who loves everything except for stuff that we grew up on. It seems to be that seems to be the stuff he doesn't like is what we you know. What? But that's his lot in the that's his lot in the group. And that's OK. Yeah. That's where yeah. he, that's what he's there for. And I'm OK with it. So, yeah, yeah. And I come from the non-comics <laughs> perspective. So I'm like the blank slate. 
coming into things. So I that's don't have. Why, that's why people have to go listen to the latest traders because the shoe's on the other foot, which is why it's so good. That's one of yes. the reasons why it worked so well. So. Yes, it, it is awesome. Uh, also, just check out uh, other pods I have. I have the uh, the Disney pod I host, I co-host with Miranda and Steve. We just uh, dropped Hercules recently. Our next episode will be Mulan, uh, the most sensational, inspirational, celebrational, muppetational podcast with Miranda and I. We finished season one of The Muppet Show, so we'll be doing a live watch of The Muppet Movie, so that will drop as a pod at some point. Also, check out uh, Laughing Theater is going to be coming back. Uh, my Pixar live watches uh, are, are dropping uh, quite often. Uh, Year and Pop, we're talking about coming back. Uh, Blockbuster Rewatch, Rewind is going to come back. Blockbuster Rewatch. I have a lot of pods. Uh, I, you know, I just like... I like to alternate and talk about all the all my favorite stuff uh, over on the wrestling feed, a uh, PlayStation Wrestling Network. Excuse me. Uh, the last Wednesday of every month is Who's Next? That's myself and Logan Croslin, where we talk about the last month or so of NXT television. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun doing this. I I love talking about wrestling, and because this brand is always going to be changing and evolving, and there's always going to be different people coming in and out, and and like that. It's going to stay fresh. So Logan and I are probably the two biggest NXT fans around this part. So we just decided to get together and and we have a good time doing it. And it's it's a blast. And also uh, check me out on streaming the classics when those drop on the Wrestling Network. Speaking of streaming, check out Stream Lounge every Wednesday night. I am there alternating between Blockbuster Rewatch, which I just got caught up with the MCU. So I'm doing a bunch of random um, movies i'm doing jurassic park and then uh, i can actually say what my next few will be uh i'm planning to do batman from 1989 armageddon terminator 2 judgment day and the born identity uh as mm. well i was doing uh wakanda forever when that drops on disney plus with the godfather nate milton who joined me for the first black panther and he is so ready to sink his ocular teeth back into uh wakanda and then I will be starting the uh, Skywalker saga of Star Wars. And then from there, I don't know what else. And then on the other Wednesday nights, I'm doing my Pixar rewatch. And as of this recording, I am up to Cars 2. So check me out at 9 o'clock uh, every Wednesday. For Blockbuster rewatch, I go right into the movie. For Pixar, I go from 9 to 9.30. I do about three Pixar shorts by myself. And then at 9.30, I do the main event, which either I have a guest or sometimes I do those solo. And then streaming the classics, check me out under Blockbuster Rewatch. Check out everybody here that's doing streaming on Stream Lounge with the wrestling, with other shows, with everything. Uh, it's a great place to to go. It's it's a lot of fun and it's a good community because you just get in there and you can watch stuff with people and interact with them. So so check that out. Uh, we're constantly promoting that. Also check out the Place to Be Facebook group, to Place to Be Facebook page. Also for you. Wrestling fans, the GWWE results will start dropping as of this recording. Um, probably the first one will have dropped, the first set of results. And it's it's a long reveal. I, I believe it's going to take at least probably about two months to get all the results out. So check that out every Friday at noon on PlaceToBeNation.com. And check out the PlaceToBeNation Wrestling Network and the North-South Connection. Lots of great puzzles. Something for everybody. Wrestling, sports, pop culture. All right, but this is going to bring an end to this first episode of Cartoons of Our Youth. I think we came out of the gate extremely strong, and that is thanks to my guest, my friend, my frequent podcast collaborator, Sean Kidd. Sean, thank you so much for being my first guest on this show. 
Nah, no problem, man. I look forward to coming back. So it's yes. a lot of fun. Or is always open. Always yep. open. Those of you listening, thank you very much. Go get your bowl of cereal. Sit down in front of the TV and watch some cartoons. Check you out later.